crystal gems will always save the day. And if you think we can, we'll always find a way. That's why the people of this world believe in garnets, amethyst, and pearls. And Stephen! Hello and welcome to episode three of Wonders of the Universe. Nick discovering Stephen. The universe. Uh, so last we left off, we I were... completely forgot every episode because it's been so long since we made a podcast. I wonder why that is, William. <laughs> well, don't worry, I'll review. <clears throat> uh, so far, you've watched ten episodes. Uh, we are now on episode eleven, right? Uh, season one, Arcade. and it was Arcade Mania. Uh, I mean, what do you think of it? Um, I assume you remember the episode well enough. Yes, I remember uh, Stephen wanted to sell. Like, let me make sure I get this right. Stephen wanted to celebrate because didn't they like have success in some sort of mission or something like that? Yes, they beat the uh, I don't know what it's called. It's a drill parasite thing. That's right. No. Oh, that's right. And then uh, uh, all they the were drills like, took off. yeah, all the drills took off and. They were like, oh, you're letting him get away. But who said it was fine? Didn't Garnet. Garnet said it was fine. Yeah, Garnet was like, it's fine. And then they came back and Steven was like, you know, we did such a great job. I want to go celebrate. And he wanted to go to the arcade. And so they all went to the arcade. And he tried his hardest to introduce them to, like, games they would be successful at. Like... Like Road Killer. Road, yeah, Road Killer for Pearl. Pearl. Which, I mean, it didn't really fit Pearl, but whatever. And then uh, Ski Ball for uh, Amethyst. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then the weird uh, rhythm game for Garnet. You made the one with the best name ever, Meat Beat Mania? <laughs> Meat Beat Mania. You gotta throw in those adult humor jokes here every once in a while. That's right. Okay. So, he... He tried that, and then he realized they were unsuccessful, and they were actually just breaking the games. Amethyst was just, like, shooting the ski balls into the largest amount of points, and then, uh, what did Pearl do? Pearl, like... Pearl didn't really do anything. She just was bad at the game. Yeah. She just wasn't great at video games. I think Garnet punched through a machine before she got to meet Oh, that's right. Yeah, she punched through the machine. Yeah. So, uh, Steven was like, well, this is a failure. Let's just go home. And so, he, like, gets Amethyst and Pearl off the games, and then the drill bugs start attacking, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> the drill bugs start attacking. Well, they start attacking the next day. Well. Like, they go to sleep. Right, right, right. So, they go back home and sleep, and then the next day, the drill bugs start attacking, and, uh, Amethyst and Pearl are where's Garnet, like, fighting these alone, and we're doing pretty terrible we need garnet and steven's like no no no, we can handle this doesn't he say that he's like we can handle this yeah uh and so they try to fight him off by themselves and then steven's like oh no i guess we need garnet because we suck and he's like where is garnet and uh he finally sees Garnet, and she is obsessed with Meat Beat Mania. Oh. And I mean, like, 
to the point to where Steven like uncovers her shades and you see the third eye. Yeah, what do you think of that? The third eye. I mean, were you surprised at all or a little I was a little surprised, but at the same time like not really because there's always something extraordinary with the with the with the gems and it, it was surprising, but not at the same time, like, if that makes sense. Did you ever wonder what was under her shade, or you just assumed it was I just eyes? assumed she had two eyes, but, I mean, it was a little bit of a excitement to see, like, oh, well, she is different in that way. But it also showed that Garnet gets really obsessed with things, like, in order to, like, focus in on something and obtain her goal of what she, I guess, what she would consider, like, oh. a... a like achievement she like gets obsessed over it yeah. uh, whatever she was playing maybe mania did you did you notice that only one of her eyes was moving yeah it was the third one the yeah. top one there's not really anything i have to say about that yet I mean, oh okay it, it might play further in. actually it would make sense further down the road so try to remember that and is she blind in her other two eyes <laughs> Is she actually a cyclops and she just tries to be normal with She's like two? reverse third eye blind? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> third eye vision? Third eye not blind. Hey, won't you jump off of that ledge, my friend? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um... Uh, he eventually breaks the machine, getting Garnet to fight it right, again. Right, right. And she like, she's like, oh my gosh, Steven. And she like, unfocuses, I guess you could say. Yeah, she snaps out of it. And it's just, I mean, it just shows a lot about Garnet's character, about how she like, focuses in on an objective and doesn't let go. Would you would you say you really learned anything about anyone in this episode? Or it's more of one that's kind of lighthearted? Uh, Garnet is very like you know about obtaining her goal yeah or i mean i guess you could consider it like a form of obsession um would you say you learn anything I, else about anyone else there yeah uh i i'd say like it's very important that garnet is a part of the gyms because they couldn't really you know com they couldn't really do it without her like basically. yeah they didn't even think about doing a mission with that her telling them to. Right. You also learned that Garnet's the unofficial official leader of the Crystal right. Gems. Because they pretty much straight out say it. Even though, like, and I Pearl's guess Pearl like, tries to be. Yeah, Pearl's like, well, we're all members of the Crystal Gems. And Amethyst's like, yeah, but she's the leader. Uh, so, I mean, that was pretty much uh, uh, Arcade Mania. Yeah. On a scale of 1 to 10, where would you say this is with plot relevance? Plot relevance? Overall plot relevance. On a scale of 1 to 10? Yeah. 6. So you think it's like relevant to the plot but not so much so that it's like oh my god you gotta watch this episode? Well I think you should watch every episode but... What? Well, yeah. Okay. Uh... Okay so that is pretty much the end of episode 11. Episode 12 is a huge episode. <gasps> it is Giant Woman. Yes! <laughs> one of my favorite episodes, and one of my favorite episodes to show people the first time they watch Steven Universe. I think it, it was the best episode I, for the I year. think so far it's... I think so far it's been one of my favorite episodes of the minis just went everywhere. <clears throat> but, um... 
because okay, the, the the biggest part is obviously in the very beginning when they're like, "Well, this is why we don't form Opal anymore." And you're like, "Who the f is Opal?" Yeah, you're like, "Oh, who's that?" And you're like, "Wait, form? How do you form her?" Y- you mean fuse? Yeah. Well, they they say they don't form Opal, but all I want to do is see you turn into a giant woman, a giant woman. But uh. And so the huge part of this episode is obviously you learn that Jim's confused. Uh, I, I won't go over the details of the episode because it's so good. But, uh, yeah, watch it. Watch it. <laughs> but it basically, good. they do it all. You meet Steven Jr., which is just a goat. <laughs> the goat. Wait, uh, is he Is he going to be like a main character? <laughs> I mean, I think he shows up in like one or two episodes in the line. But oh, like, really? Yeah, he actually... <laughs> They really like to do reoccurring things, like just little small gags that you want to catch on to. Um, uh, you see the Heaven Earth Beatles, they don't really matter. Uh, um, they are the Heaven And then at the very end of the episode, well, like three-fourths of the way through, one of the biggest things in the series so far, in my opinion, happens in UC, Amethyst, and Pearl. Pearl. One, attempt to fuse and fail, and then you see Opal. And After Steven gets eaten by the yeah. giant bird. But yeah, it was awesome. And then you see them doing their awesome acrobatic tricks and sliding down the mountain and jumping back and forming their whip and the spear into the bow and then firing like a bajillion arrows in one arrow. And it was just, oh, so good. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And then you also see that... Um, Steven asks them, uh, do you know who I am? And they say, all you want to do is see me turn into a giant. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, that that yeah. gave me like little chills because I'm like, oh, that's so yeah. sweet. And it, I think it really shows the affection that Amethyst also has for Steven because up until this point, it's very playful. But I think that fusing with Pearl brings out her inner, like her ability to show her inner emotions. Right. Better. Yeah. So I think that it really shows how they both feel about Steven. Because just the way that they look at him and just sing back to him, the big song that he sung. Yeah. Which also brings the point, the big song, which is, um, all I want to do is he turn into a giant woman. Which is, it's a pretty good song. It's one of the first really big songs that Steven sings. Um, I think it really shows. I like how the show incorporates, like, musicality into yeah. it. And this is just the beginning. It's going to get way more musical down the line. That's good. Um. What did you think of the song, Giant Woman? It's very catchy and very, like, it's very, like, he's, it, it's kind of like, not only does he want to see it just because it's awesome, yeah, but, like, because he's, like, interested. He wants to see, like, how they do it, what it consists of. Yeah. He's, like, very into it. He, he's, like, putting his, like, heart into the song. I would say in this episode, Stephen very much represents the audience in that... The second they said Opal and Fuse, the audience is like, alright, I want to see this. Yeah, and Steven's like, oh my god, me too. And then, uh, they they get back after their mission, and they're like, Garn's like, oh, did you bring the Heaven Beetle? And she's like, bam! Defuses, because now Amethyst and Pearl are no longer agreeing. They're like, oh my god, it's your fault, we forgot it, your fault. Steven had it in the end. Oh, hold on. Before you say anything, I'd just like to point out, at the very beginning, I remembered... At the very beginning of this episode, uh, Garnet tells Steven, remember to keep the harmony. And I was like, and it, all throughout the episode, like, you can see Steven trying to, like, help Pearl and Amethyst yeah. get along. And it's just interesting how Garnet's, like, 
relying on Steven to keep the the harmony between those two, even though the you know they're two well, her opposite exact spectrum. Word, keep the harmony. Yeah. Because that's uh, kind of funny because he sung a song and he was the harmony. Right. Yeah. So that's just a cool connection I never even noticed before. Um, and and so when Steven's like telling them, you know, all y'all have to do is get along, and like since y'all can't get along, you're like you're. You're not allowing me to see what could be something great. Yeah. And it's kind of, it, you can tell it <clears throat> when he starts the song, like, Amethyst and Pearl kind of feel bad about it because, like, you know, they don't get along, but yeah. they could. And then at the end of the episode, when Garnet's like, She drops a bomb. She's like, You'll be great at fusing one day. I'm like, Oh, yeah, what? Yeah, Steven, hold up. <laughs> Steven can fuse. Yeah. And that's a big, like, it, it, it really foreshadows that he has a possibility of fusing later on down the line. So does he, has he fused yet? Uh, there is a pretty high probability that he has. Um, Why would you tell me? There's a pretty high probability that you may or may not see it in the next 30 episodes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the episode list pulled up. I don't know the exact. Uh, give me a second. I'll cut this from the podcast. But let me see. Um. Cut this from the podcast. Well, the, the looking up part, maybe. Uh, Steven Universe episodes. Okay. Right, you can't look at this anymore. <laughs> I have a screen that he can't see anymore. Okay, season one. Uh, what is it? All I want to do is see you turn into a giant woman. What? Let's wait out here. Okay, I need to control F. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you are, let me do the math, 22 episodes behind. But 22 episodes, there's a possibility <laughs> that uh, something could happen. Uh, and Is there so, any like, trivia on that episode or anything? Uh, this one, I can see if there's any trivia worth mentioning. Uh, it introduces Jim Fusion. Uh, it shows that Pearl can manipulate sand when they were dancing. She showed that they confused. Oh, um, one thing that uh, also Garnet can swim a lot. That was all the trivia they had on the site. Uh, because Garnet swimming in lava is actually never mentioned again, so that's not really a huge deal. I don't really know why they mentioned it. I think it just could be like, well, Garnet's awesome. But uh, the thing that I found most interesting was, uh, well, the first time I watched it, was how different their dances are when they're fusing. Yeah. And it really shows, like, a couple episodes ago, whenever I was telling you about how, like, they're each represented by, like, ballet for Pearl, uh, the kind of, like, more boxy dancing for um, uh, Garnet, and then it has very street-like with uh, Amethyst, so you can kind of see those two. Does it say Amethyst dance includes the stinky leg? The stinky leg, yes, it does. <laughs> That's one of the cultural references. Cultural reference. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's about it. Giant Woman is just a really cool episode. Scale of 1 to 10, where would you say that is? Uh, 10. Yeah, story relevance, it's up there. Watchability is up there. It's just a fantastic episode all in all. It's it's a pretty awesome episode. So that brings us to episode 13, which is so many birthdays. Oh, this was like... Oh, also, you were completely wrong about Giant Woman. But... <laughs> what did I say? You thought it was going to be about Garnet. <laughs> Which and is actually the complete opposite of what it was about. Right, uh, yeah. So many Garnet was hardly even in the episode. 
So many birthdays. So in this one, you learn the joke has been around forever. I, I was kind of right on this one. Because remember I had said, uh, I remember they were immortal and that it had something to do with their birthdays or something like no. that. I was close on this one, I'd say. <clears throat> Although, I, knowing me, I probably said something wrong. But anyway. I mean, a quick overview is, you know, they're all doing the birthday thing because Jimmy's like, oh, you gotta have a birthday. They're like, we don't celebrate birthdays because we're so old. And then, basically, Stephen feels like you, at a certain point, you're too old for birthdays. Which, right. I mean, I would agree with that in a lot of aspects. But I, I feel like if you have kids, like, you have a reason to celebrate your birthday because the kids are like, oh, it's your birthday, happy birthday, you know, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, like, if you're just all adults, then yeah, I mean... I mean, the older you get, the birthday becomes less and less relevant, which is actually very true whenever it comes to both the show and real life, is that... The celebration aspect of, like, getting everyone together, uh, getting all the stuff, the balloons, the clowns, everything like that. We have a lot less relevant the older you get. I think that it's worth noting in your life later on that you should at least acknowledge that you're a year older. And you should get friends together. Not necessarily to celebrate your birthday, just to celebrate being with each other. But the episode kind of reflects that in that the older you get, not only... Does everyone coming together not matter as much, but it, it's just another day, the older you are. Real life moment from William Brando. Yeah, I mean, also having a son, I mean, you realize that your birthday means a lot less than his, and so... Dad moment! <laughs> anyway. Uh, moving on from the dark stuff. Um, <laughs> so Stephen realizes this himself, and this is whenever he starts aging very slowly... And he just, it freaks me out. And apparently out. he looks exactly like me in one one of them. Okay, when he becomes like a 20-year-old or something, he looks exactly like you. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's because I got the, the 5 o'clock shadow, I have the curly hair, and I would wear that shirt, but that's besides the point. If anyone's listening and was and is wondering what William looks like, look up William Brando on Facebook, and that's what Steve Actually, you'd probably find it pretty easily. There's not very many William Brandos. Uh, my favorite moment of the episode, though, by far, is whenever he sees Sadie and Lars, and he asks them to help him get into his birthday suit. That's my favorite part. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because they're both like, what? And they kick him out, because they don't recognize him, because he's so old. Yeah, doesn't Sadie, like, throw a... <laughs> throw the chair at him. the chair yeah. at him, yeah. Uh, I, so, I mean, this one... I think it builds on one of his past powers that you know he has, but... You've never really seen him execute to this level, which is uh, transforming himself. I mean, I, I guess a little with cat fingers. Yeah, but, you see, but not fingers. to the point to where it's like himself. He's yeah. trying to like transform into a cat, I guess. But it's it's himself. Like he's aging and he can't control it at all. Yeah, which brings to the question of. Is he manipulating the organic part of him or the gym part? Because we know the gyms can transform. But he went from being 13, whatever his age is at this point, to almost like 80 or 90. Yeah. And, and then he went all the way back to 13. And I remember Pearl being like, Jim's can't die. And Garnet's like, well, he's half human, so yeah. he can. And I'm like, no. So I think one of my big questions is, can he die from old age? Because it seems like he reverts back to his normal age, but... What about whenever he's 90? Does he just need to feel young again and then he reverts all the way back? 
And that's just that's a, interesting. That is interesting. That, that's mm. that's a question that's mm. never really brought up again. Yeah, um, and the way they, I I think he like pulls them all together as a team in a way to help him revert back because like without them he would have died. Yeah, and so uh, that episode really just shows Stephen. Wait, doesn't his dad help him? Uh, I think he tries to. Let's see if I can find that part of the episode. Control F. <clears throat> so, uh, the big things I think for this one are showing that Steven, they don't know his organic half. Like, what, it's kind of an unknown variable to them. Right. Uh, Greg is actually never mentioned. I, I, oh, he's mentioned, but he, you never see him. Oh, I'm thinking of cat fingers. Yeah. Uh, is when he's like, Dad, help me. So the trivia, all the trivia we pull from SteveUniverseWiki.com, if y'all want to look it up. So if you're wondering why it all sounds familiar, if you go to that wiki a lot, you know why it sounds familiar. Uh, the original show title for the episode was 10,000 birthdays, which makes sense because he looks very old. Um, so, that's interesting. Was Steven 10,000 then? Yeah, and that is interesting because we don't know if he can die or not, or if he could die of old age, but if he got to 10,000... Is that his limit? Because he looked like he was dying. But, we don't. But, but I, okay. Here's another thing. Like, I know Connie is in a lot more episodes than what I've seen so far. <laughs> because I know him and Steven become, or her and Steven become really good friends. Yeah. Uh, hopefully future, like, love interests, maybe. And... I mean, I can tell you right now there's not an official love interest one way or another. Like, you get that vibe quite often. But that is a question that will be addressed later on down the road about age and his relationship with Connie, if that's what you're wondering. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There, there is actually an episode dedicated just to that question, so you will find more about that later. Huh. Okay. Uh, the old photo of the Crystal Gems that shows Garnet punching a shark. Uh, it's interesting because she says it was difficult for the shark to pose for that picture. Oh, yeah. So you're yeah, just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, that's just the fun. Uh, it's revealed that by Perla, while the gyms are immortal, they can still be hurt and possibly die. Right, yeah. I, I know that. So, uh, there are three other people in the photo besides Rose, Amethyst, Pearl, and Garnet. This picture is too small for me to really look at, but I'm just going to take their word for it. <laughs> <sighs> oh, my favorite thing, and it was cut from the Philippines. It was, uh, but a boy on the cusp of manhood can't spend his whole day whackering. <laughs> <laughs> I love this show for those little things. Uh, whackering. <laughs> yeah, because he goes from whack-a-mole junior to whack-a-mole to whack a man or something like that. Oh. Uh, Stephen's middle name is revealed to be Quartz because he says he's Stephen Quartz uh, oh, yeah. Universe. Yeah, Stephen Quartz <laughs> Universe. Uh, did you just really forget his last name? Yeah, I did for a second because I wanted to put another name in the middle but there's no other name in the Stephen middle. Stephen Quartz Universe. No. Um, Wait, what is Rose's last name? Was it Rose Quartz? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Wait, so... That's not his middle name. That's probably his... It's probably hyphenated. Like hyphenated? It's possible. It says here that it's his middle name, though, so it's probably... I mean, it's a Steve Wiki, mm. so... Hmm. Uh, Jim's claiming that their age is an illusion of their more immortal nature. Well, because time is an illusion. 
Yeah. version, I guess. Uh, it touches on Steven's half human, half gym, that they don't really know how the how he'll age compared to normal humans. Right. Uh, that we've already touched on that. Plot twist: he stays a kid forever. Uh, if you look closely at the piles in Amethyst's room, you see a lion liquor's freezer. Remember the how there's Cookie Cat and next to it there's lion liquors, oh. and they were replacing Cookie Cat. Yeah. And so that's just funny because it's the other freezer that was in the. Uh, okay, that's about it. And that one. Where would you rate it on scale of 1 to 10? About importance, continuity, continuity, continuity and uh, like relevance. An 8. An 8? I'd say it's, a, it's another. Okay, <coughs> right, here, we'll, we'll go. This episode. Okay. As far as concepts go, what would you rate? As concepts, like like as in him being able to transform. Uh, in, in far as like the overall general concepts, not the details. Like, okay, so I mean, he still doesn't have control over it. Yeah. So I mean, it hasn't progressed any, really. I mean, he he didn't even know he was transforming until he saw himself in the mirror. Yeah. So, overall, in that aspect, I, I rated it too, because it's not, he hasn't developed any, anything more. But as far as the finer points and the smaller details, such as, like, his aging and the big overall questions that a lot of this episode raises. Oh, um, yeah, it's really relevant, so yeah. I'd say an eight. Yeah, because it doesn't, it, this episode does a really good this episode really introduces you to how Steven Universe will be in the future in that not not him the boy being him the, the series is that it really will bring up smaller points to be like that's an interesting question I wonder if they'll touch on that later on and then Steven Universe is great about always touching on it and giving you more details about stuff that you may not initially question but after you see it you're like well, now I'm questioning this other thing, and then they'll bring up that other thing. And so they really, they love to foreshadow. Yeah. And you'll see a lot of that. And so that's just a little bit of foreshadowing on this part. And so I would say, like, overall, it's a lighthearted episode. Not lighthearted, it gets really dark, but it's not, like, the biggest thing in the world. It's not Giant Woman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one is uh, Lars and the Cool Kids. Oh. God, this episode. I mean, this episode really never got to me, uh, except for one part. Yes, I know what part you're talking about. It's the part where Lars says something, and it offends... He says something about Steven's mom, and, and Steven takes real big offense And he says, what do you know about my mom? I didn't even get a chance to know my mom. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm just like... Oh. <laughs> and I think that part of that is personal for me, because I lost my dad when I was young. And so... Here we go again. Another moment. Yeah. Uh, like, everyone doing, like, the your mama jokes, whatever. But then when they transferred to, like... Because we're dumb and kids. It was, like, your dad jokes. Yeah. Like, I, I never laughed at them because it was, like... It's just that moment of, well, I don't really have a dad. Yeah. And I lost my dad, so... What right do you have to talk about my dad that I don't even know him? Yeah. And it's... As far as that goes, I can really relate to Steven. Like, what would my dad think of my wife? What would my dad think of my son? And so I can really... I get that correlation and how he's hurt by someone trying to talk about his mom that he knows nothing about. 
I don't remember. Does it say what Lars says? I don't remember what he says. Uh, let's see. Uh, he just says it's Rose's fault that the that everything his chances are being ruined with the cool kids. Oh, that's right. Because because yeah. Lars is in that age of because like, it's all the moss. He, he wants to be like super cool. And... Yeah. And so really, I mean, the beginning of this episode is not really important except for that you know that sour cream. Uh, trying to think of his name uh, is Onion's brother Sour Cream is Onion's brother a Buff <laughs> Dewey and the girl yeah Kiki not Kiki uh, Kiki I can't believe you said that no she is she is a person Kiki Pizza I know but like there's a song by Drake that's out right now that everybody's like talking about and he talks he talks about somebody named Kiki oh oh but you learn that uh, Sour Cream Jenny and Buck are kind of like a click they're the cool kids. Yeah, and then, you know, the whole thing with Steven, he just naturally fits in because he's just so honest. And what I really appreciate about this is that the cool kids aren't, like, too cool. For Steven. Like, well, or in general, like, the normal cool kids, you think, they're like, oh, I'm so cool and all this sort of stuff. But they're very down to earth. Like, like whenever he's, like, uh, with his dad, and he was like, my dad, I wish my dad kissed me like that. And Lars goes, oh, that's rough. And he goes, no, that's not rough. I wouldn't be who I am today without, like, if I had or something like that. Like, it's just very relevant stuff that you don't expect right, the right. cool kids to mention. Uh, and then, so then they go to the mosque that the Crystal Gems earlier in the episode had cut, like, covered with police tape. They ignore the police tape because they're too cool. Right. Uh, and then the moth starts, like, eating them. And then Steven remembers what his mom did is his mom planted the moss, right? Yeah. And, and she planted it at the top of a hill. And he's like, oh, I know what I have to do. And they get it to the top of the hill. And it's, it's just like blooms into this, these beautiful flowers. Yeah. I, does it bloom into roses? I don't remember. No, I don't think it's roses. It's just blooming flowers. It's not right. roses specifically. But uh, some trivia about this one. I, I, Kiki is revealed to have a sister named Jenny. And this is her first role being dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Uh, Bill Dewey's revealed to have a son named Buck. We saw Buck before. Uh, Lars seems to do much... He seems to be on much better terms with Steven at the end of the episode because he kind of, like, bumps his chest and everything. Right, yeah. Um, in early development, this episode was called Steven, Lars, and the Cool Kids. Instead of Lars and the Cool Kids. Which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it is an interesting change, though. Changing from Steven, Lars, and the Cool Kids because it's almost like the team had later on decided... Steven kind of already fits in with the cool kids. Right. So he doesn't need to try to be a part of them. So it's just Lars and Because Lars is trying to fit in with the cool kids, which includes Steven. Because Steven never even had to really try to get in. Yeah. Um, as far as relevance goes on this one, uh, what are you rating it? Relevance? I mean, it's relevant in the terms of, like, Steven learns more about his mom. Yeah. And he bonds a little bit. I, it's not really relevant, but... He bonds a little bit more with Lars in terms of, like, Lars knows not to cross the boundary of yeah. his mom and, right, well, and Steven and him become better friends. But in all-around terms, I rate it 3 out of 10. Okay. So in terms of relationships and backstory, where you, where you put Relationships and backstory? Yeah. 4 or 5 out of... I said 4.5 out of 10. Okay. So, I mean, it'll have an effect, but not, like... Oh my god, this is one of the biggest things. Right. Um, as far as smaller details, like, 
what happened in the episode, I think that I would agree that it's two, fairly low. 2.5 out of 10. Like, everything in the series is important to watch, but some things just don't matter as much. And so that brings us to our last episode, which... Another really irrelevant episode. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's really more of a backstory, which is onion trade. And you learn, you know, Yellowtail, he's a fisherman, he's Onion's father. Yeah. Um, Yellowtail Onion. Yeah. And, I mean, Steven with his guys, and he's trying to get Ranger Guy, that turns out, you know, Onion's still a Ranger Guy from Steven. <laughs> yeah. Real able. After all that. And then, uh, Garnet breaks the replicator. Yeah. I thought that was interesting that Garnet is just like, um, this is unnecessary. Uh, I think that as far as learning more about Onion, I love this episode because Onion's just such an right. a-hole. Like, <laughs> I love Onion because he's such a good antagonist. Like, he's really not a bad kid, but he's a real bad kid. Yeah. In terms of story, like, I'd rate it 2 out of 10 because, like, it, there's nothing really relevant besides Onion can be a real a-hole. Yeah, and I love it. Um, in terms of relationships, uh, it's two, 2 out of 10. Because, like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> his relationship with Onion doesn't progress or digress. Yeah. It just stays the same. <laughs> it's just Onion's an a-hole and Steven's <laughs> like, what the heck? <laughs> what the heck? This was my ranger guy. Yeah. <laughs> After all that, he's like, Hold up. <laughs> okay, also, I just effed up. He replicated a car and tried to drop it on Garnet. Like, <laughs> what the F? Onion's just like, oh, I wonder how that happened. Uh, according to Matt Burnett, I believe he's one of the creators, guys are trendy collectibles from the 80s. Huh. Currently back in production as part of the 80s wave, nostalgia wave. I didn't know that. Kind of like the little homies. Yeah. Or the uh, the Mijos. <laughs> you remember those? Yeah. I remember my cousin tried to collect all of them. Oh, there is a really important thing about Onion. Uh, it's revealed that Onion can speak, but instead of words, he speaks unintelligible murmuring. You hear that when he's talking to his dad, Yellowtail, and it's like, murmur, 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 and then his dad, murmur, But it's interesting because I never thought about it because it was just always Onion talking, but. I wonder if Onion speaks another language. Like, obviously he does because intelligent murmuring. But like, what if this is their representation of like people that speak uh, Spanish or people that speak, you know, Hindu and stuff like that? Like, basically, because you're gonna see the more relationship between Onion and other people. But obviously, he like understands Stephen. Yeah. So. And so I think that I'm wondering if this is a representation of someone that can't really speak but understand English. Mm. And their relationship with other people and how they communicate. Because I could see that. Because I could see how some of this guy's stuff could have been simple misunderstanding between Onion and Steven. Or maybe Onion just speaks to people he completely trusts. Yeah. Because what if what really happened, and this is just pure speculation at this point, is um, what if Steven dropped his ranger guy somewhere and Onion picked it up? And then this whole time Steven tried to get ranger guy back from Onion... But he doesn't really know what Steven's saying. <laughs> like, because he just doesn't speak the same language. Because Steven's like, do you want a whole bag of... Do you want, do you want, um... 
Dave guy. And, yeah, the and, and he's like, no way, I want Dave guy. He's like, you want all these Dave guys. And he's, what if an onion Teddy's like, I don't know what this guy is saying, but I don't want Dave guy. I don't <laughs> care how many you have. And so it may simply just be a misunderstanding. And then whenever he shows Steven that it can replicate, he's like, that looks cool. And then Steven's like, you want to trade this? What if he was like, what if whenever he was replicating everything, he wasn't even thinking of the consequences. He was just testing all the stuff out. Granted, a huge hole in that theory comes from whenever he drops a car on, on Garnet. But up until that point, I can see how it could be simple misunderstandings between two people. I guess. Uh, it's very elaborate. I, yeah, I mean, it's also revealed that Pearl possesses a magic axe and a replicator one. Oh. I mean, whoop to do. Yeah, good for Pearl. <laughs> I mean, she has a collection of weapons. I yeah. Mean, we've seen them. And then, uh, of course, we knew the replicator was hers. Yeah. So. And, and so, I mean, in, uh, in Wait, terms... didn't Amethyst give Steven the replicator? <laughs> yeah, because she found it. F. <laughs> yeah. Right, so, in terms of overall story, not relationship, just overall story, what happened in the episode, it, where would you rate it? I mean, honestly... There's no relevance to Steven's story, really. In all honesty, nine times out of ten, if I'm talking about the show, I forget this episode even exists. In terms of relationships, where would you rate it? One out of ten. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, really... He doesn't really develop any more relationships yeah. than what he already had. And there will be later, later episodes with Onion that it really dives into why Onion is how he is. Because, in this one, you see it a little bit with Yellowtail when he comes in and he talks to Onion. But... You really don't get much. But right. it's going to dive a lot deeper later on. And so right now, this episode, really, it's just kind of... It almost feels like a filler episode, but no episodes are filler episodes with Steven Universe. That's the one thing that's great about Steven. Except for F and Uncle Grandpa episode. <laughs> and that's not canon. He even says that at the beginning of the episode, because Lewis was watching, and he was like, this isn't even canon! Yeah, F and... Okay, so what we're going to talk about now is just the next five episodes. Okay. And just the titles, what you think is going to happen. All right, this next one it. should sound real exciting. Let me look at it. No, you don't get to look at it. Oh, dang it. It's called Steven, the Sword Fighter. Ooh. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen to Steven, the Sword Fighter? Well, <clears throat> okay, Steven, the Sword Fighter. So I'm guessing, okay, you remember how, uh, which episode was it where Garnet was calling him Serious Steven? That was Serious Steven. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's oh. the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Um, in Serious Steven. In Serious Steven, like, she's like, go Serious Steven, or whatever. And, yeah. like, he keeps calling himself Serious Steven. So, in this episode, I'm guessing Steven's gonna learn how to fight with a sword, and Steven the Sword Fighter, like, is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I'm guessing he's gonna be training with the gyms, as, at, like, in some type of way, and he'll be a sword. He'll be able to, like, wield a sword better. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember the exact details. I can't remember generally details, but I, I'll just let you watch out, and see, watch it, and see what happens. Watch uh, out. This one is called Lion Two, the movie. Lion Two, the movie. Yeah. What do you think this is gonna be about? Well, Stephen Lion. <laughs> I mean, Lion. What other Lion in Stephen Universe is there? So. Um, Maybe it's a little bit of the lion's backstory. We learn where the lion finally came from. Here, I'll just read you the official synopsis because it's one sentence long. Stephen and Connie 
tried to ride Lion to the movie theater, but Lion has other ideas. Oh. And so this will be a fun one. Uh, Stephen the Swordfighter, uh, after you, you give me the explanation, I'll just give you a quick synopsis. Pearl tries to teach Stephen the art of sword fighting by using a holographic version of herself. Um, I wouldn't... Well, let's not do the synopsis because, like, it takes away from the surprise. All right. Because, like, I mean, that means, like... Okay, I'll try to do it. Like, for the, for the lion one, I could use that one because right. that's I mean, a very general. Oh, well, I mean, for the first one, I would, it just means I was right that the gem, one of the gems teaches him how to fight with a sword and that the second one, I, it was about the lion... But it wasn't the backstory, so... Alright, uh, this one. Beach party. I'm guessing something goes right, and Steven wants to celebrate again, and he wants to, him and the gems to go to the beach. Maybe Connie. I doubt it, because Connie's not very relevant at this point. <clears throat> okay, uh, for that... I'll, okay, I'll give you 1 to 10 how close you are. Okay, there, there, we, there go. we go. We'll do 1 to 10. Um, I... We're still testing the waters, people. Yeah. <laughs> this is all experimental. Uh, I would say for that, you get a uh, three or four out of ten. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, That's better. I like that. Because uh, I'm just like, well, I was wrong. You get the beach but... part right. <laughs> <laughs> right uh, this one's really interesting. Is this a four? Well, this is episode 19, but yes. Okay, um, yes. Okay. Rose's Room. Ooh. Rose's Room? Yep. Oh, I know, I know. What is it? They're finally gonna either they're gonna show Stephen Rose's room in the in the palace or not palace, but the yeah. is that the temple, the temple, or Stephen's gonna like wander upon it himself and he's gonna find his mom's old room. I would say I'd give you an eight or a nine just because you get the smaller details, but that's still very general. Uh, then this one, uh, Coach Stephen. Coach Stephen. Yep. Hmm. Well, it's obviously about Steven. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that either Steven's trying to train his lion to do what he asks, or he's... Yeah, that's all I can come up with. Okay. Uh, I would give you... Probably three or four again, because part of what you said is true, not about lion, but about other people. And... Uh, the reason why he's doing it is actually super important. I always forget about this episode because I think it's minor, but it's got a pretty huge part in it that I forgot about. So All that right. will cover the next five episodes. And we'll see you next time on Wonders of the Universe.